Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Don't look at me while I'm stealing stuff. <laughs> excuse me. What? <laughs> well, excuse my waste of talent for giving us that title for a fairy tale film we've got to pitch today. <laughs> Don't look at me while I'm stealing stuff. Yeah. Sounds like a YouTube series. Um uh, I, I mean, in a way, it does sound a bit like uh, a, a kind of like modern fairy tale. A kind of, yeah. uh, I think it's quite quite appropriate for a fairy tale. That one, sort yeah. of. Yeah. So uh, we're pitching fairy tale movies, and joining us, Dave Bulmer. Hello, Bibbity Bobbity. Hello, I'm here to talk <laughs> about fairy tales with you today. Um, and not only fairy tales, right? But. What a- it's October now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, right, we forgot that it was going to be broadcast on October, <laughs> yeah. this episode. So I'm thinking, in order to sort of pick it up, mm. extra points. Yeah, yeah. Extra pitch points. We don't give points out. But this week, we extra do now. points for making them extra spooky. Yeah, yeah. okay. If well, we that, can. I think that's e- What do you mean, if we can? I think that's easy with fairy tales. The good, the be- yeah, All exactly. the best ones are spooky. Yeah, so uh, so yeah. I, I mean, I'm so glad Cold War wasn't brought up uh, this <laughs> this week because that's been on the Patreon poll for a while. Um, we'd be able to make a co- a spooky Cold War movie, <laughs> but uh, fairy tales, I think, lends itself yeah. very much to the to the Halloween spirit. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween. Um, Hit the- it. <laughs> there is, there is no like, there is no way anyone in human like in, in the future of humankind is going to say Halloween in a more engaging way than that. No, and and mm. and it's one of those things where yeah, that guy really made two words his own for all time: the word Halloween and the word space. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really difficult to hear yeah. either of those words said in isolation without then doing it in his voice. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if you type in Tim Curry into Google, uh, it, the suggestions go. Did you mean Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> Did you mean space? <laughs> we don't have to make these spooky, right? If the, if it no. doesn't feel spooky, we don't need to make it spooky. But yeah, extra points. You get. We've never given points out before in Live Pitch Podcast, but these ones you're going to go from zero to one or two points yeah. for uh, for yeah. a single and spook. What do points mean? Uh, pitches spooks <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have a we... pastel to celebrate that ah, there you can get pastels yeah. there they are right now They're right here that's right you don't, you don't have to wait for me <laughs> <laughs> we're just me and Matt just watching Dave <laughs> eat a pastel I'm eating a pastel uh, <laughs> the spookiest of sweeties <laughs> so my waste of talent got in touch with us on twitter uh, you can find us at Life's a Pitch Show there. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast to give us titles any time of the week or when we ask you to, uh, which is over the next week, over the next few weeks, we'll be uh, asking for horror films and different genres thereof because yeah. it's Halloween month at Life's <laughs> a Pitch. We do love, do love a good horror film season. 
It's it's all because every one of our pitches usually ends up spooky in some way or another. <laughs> so it just means that we lend ourselves to that way easier. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing changes. We just say it's spooky. <laughs> so, shall we get on with some horrible mentions? Some Hans Christian Andersen horrible mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, that was good. I came with that, that already good. in my pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is the part of the show where we just go through a few more titles that people have given us on the social media and pitch what those films would be as well, uh, just before we do the main pitch of Don't Look At Me While I'm Stealing Stuff. Um, so from Ross underscore Originals, we've got Big Brother Goose. Big Brother Goose. So Big Brother yeah. Goose is a lovely goose. And he's, but he's constantly upstaged by his horrible goose little brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what, like, okay, so I think this should be a psychological thriller. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Big Brother Goose is, you're right, he is a lovely, he's a lovely goose, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but his little brother is constantly doing better than him. Okay. Um, and uh, he's he's getting all the accolades for yeah. uh, you know I don't what what what's Big Brother Goose's and what's what is their shared uh, area of, of of expertise? What do they what do they do? What are they well, surveillance? A bit too early for that, Tom. A bit too early. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so Mother Goose, like I've yeah. never quite been clear on what Mother Goose even is. Is it like? Just a framing device. Does she just tell fairy tales, Mother Goose? I'm not sure. No, what's Does Mother Goose? Mother Goose lay a golden egg. No, that's a uh, goose did, but not Mother Goose. And also, <laughs> is Mother Goose a goose, or is Mother Goose just like a, a twee name for an old woman who tells stories? Like I did look into this once, and I think it was just yeah. the name of a popular collection of children's stories was just Mother Goose stories or whatever. Imaginary author of a collection of French fairy right. tales. Right. So, oh. so Mother Goose then. She's the like, like, she's the big author of fairy tales in their world, and now, yes. now she's dead, and like everyone expects the Goose Brothers to continue on her trade. <laughs> yes, like, and and um, like every time Big Brother Goose writes a, a um, writes a story, yeah, he he starts he, he thinks he's getting somewhere. Yeah, Little Brother Goose, yeah steals it yeah. and makes it yeah. bigger and, 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 and overwrites it and sort of yeah. like and then he gets popular for it because he's the flashy takes one it, takes it to Hollywood yeah he puts on a show with yeah. it he like yeah. he adds all sex and stuff to it and like yeah. the Big Brother Goose is like oh come on I was writing a meaningful story and Little Brother Goose is like no they do some sex in it and guns <laughs> There's so, some, there's some sex, there's some, there's some sexy ladies oh, in it. Oh, are we, get, uh, are we getting a casting uh, idea here? You, for you see, you see a little bit of leg, <laughs> you see a little bit of boob, little bit of flipper, titillation. Are they oh. geese or are they people? <laughs> bit of both. Okay. Okay. It's, it's like whoever we cast as whoever we cast as the geese, we're giving them a bill and painting them white. Right. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah. Like most um, Hollywood producers. And then not and then not talking about it. Like they're just yeah. They're yeah, yeah, people yeah, no, no. who have a bill and they're painted white and then no so, one ever mentions it. It's like yeah, a more yeah. horrific looking Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way more. So, 
Big Brother Goose goes down. He's, he he wants to get away, but so that so the little brother goose can't um, steal his kind of stuff, mm. right? And um, he uh, he he goes out in, into the uh, down to the lake, right? Um, and or I guess down to the maybe even like the seashore or the river or whatever. Um, and he goes out there, and then little brother goose again is hiding in the ra- uh, hiding in the rushes, and overhears what he's saying to himself, and, and sort of like and, and 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 peeks in on what he's writing. So then, big brother goose floats down the river to get away even further, because of course, in the space of time he's spent uh, writing, little brother goose has put on another amazing show, yeah. um, and everyone loves it, and and you know, so he floats all the way down the river to the seaside, right, and there on the shore. He meets a uh, a big hermit crab, okay. okay, called called Hermit the Crab, <laughs> um, and and this is played by Danny DeVito. Sure, yeah. And um, uh, Danny DeVito tells <clears throat> him, he says, "So you got a problem with your brother, huh? Well, here here I got an idea for you. You pick up that shell over there, and um, he does, and he he says, put it to your ear." And he says, "You can hear. What can you hear?" And he's like, "I can hear the sea. I can I can hear the the, the sea through this shell." And Danny Vito says, "Yeah. Do you know why? Because th- the other shell that it's attached to is in the sea, so you can hear the sea. All right. I, I called it to try and find my shell. It turns out <laughs> it's in the sea. I was like, where did I put it? I'll call it with this one. Oh, it's in the sea." <laughs> <laughs> he presses buttons on the shell, yeah. and, like imaginary buttons, and then puts it to his ear. If you can find the other shell, you can hear where you can hear whatever's on the other side. Uh, and, I'm gonna uh, have to put that shell in some rice and freeze it, <laughs> or whatever you do. No, you put it in rice. Freezing it is hard drives, <laughs> <laughs> and neither works. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah he he basically he, he he now has a way of 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 hearing what his his brother's doing of course oh. uh, and he does this uh he, he kind of plants this shell on his brother he gives him a nice present of a shell necklace right mm-hmm. and um and with that he can always hear where when his brother is where his brother is so when mm. he um uh, when he starts to sit down and write and he hears his brother sneaking up on him through the shell he goes and moves on or, or he, he he goes to, to a different place now what's my next erotic story gonna be called <laughs> it's Danny DeVito again oh is it okay. um <laughs> 50 shades of goose and and big brother goose is like but but goose isn't even a color don't worry about it says without even listening to to the other guy speaking don't worry about it goose don't worry about it little brother goose he calls him goose you'll just write the most erotic story of all time plenty of tits plenty of boobs <laughs> plenty stuff of, like plenty that of big juicy melons stuff like that <laughs> all of that kind of thing <laughs> Plenty of sexy time. Um, so I, I think um, you know, Big Brother Goose. He gets his first taste of fame, right? He writes this out. He gets his he, he gets his first big show, his first big par- fairy tale, and everyone likes him for it. And then he comes to write his second one, and he's out of ideas. Uh. He's completely stuck. So he has a little listen of the shell. 
<laughs> and he overhears little brother Goose's idea for his next big juicy melon oh. story. And mm. is that because little brother Goose is saying it out loud, or is it connected to his brain yeah. now? It it takes <laughs> it, it takes little because little Goose has little hands, so it, it takes him a while to type up on. on right, the so he does everything with the uh, voice to text. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, no, no, like. It, Little little goose has a typewriter. What what big goose has is a voice to text thing. So as as little brother goose is speaking, the shell is just put to the voice to text. Right, uh, because what because what he's done is he's put the other shell in the typewriter, so he yeah. can hear. I went, I went to such great lengths <laughs> to try to create a way to make surveillance without involving technology. <laughs> <laughs> I well. spent I spent possibly five to six minutes of the pitch introducing <laughs> these shells, and now we just have text to speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you need shells to do it. So he's put yeah. one, he's put one shell in the typewriter, and as he types, the other goose listens on his shell and is like P T. Zed. I don't know what I, I'm spelling. I was, I was wondering why you spent so long explaining how shells work. <laughs> uh, you were spelling puts, by the way. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Which, <laughs> so yeah, I think like oh. the reason this is a psychological horror is slowly Big Brother Goose um, falls into this, oh, little brother Goose doesn't have any ideas? Well, you know what? I'll put a shell in um, old Grandma Biscuits's house, and she always tells good stories. I'll get an idea from her. Uh. And then, you know, slowly he, he starts handing out these shell presents to everyone in the town. Yeah. Until there nary a, nary a story can be told that big, big brother Goose isn't typing up and uh, mm. on his on his text. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. There's a flaw program. in his plan here, and maybe this is where yeah. the plot goes. The flaw in his plan is that if he's given one to everyone in the town and he's typing up all their stories, then everyone in the town is going to know where he got the stories from. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. all going to know he's a plagiarist. Can't prove it. Can't prove Can't it. They prove were it. all just writing them down. Yeah, they, they weren't writing them down, were they? No, exactly. They, they were just they should have, speaking. Them, what they so. should have done is they should have posted the shells to themselves and not opened them so that they yeah. had a date on. <laughs> exactly. But I think in the uh, in in the interests of making this a fairy tale uh, morals and b uh, horrific, mm. um, what the, it should be is he's got the other end of these shells in his room, right? Yeah. And he's tipping and typing, mm. right? So everyone in the entire town, there's so many of these, can hear his clickety-clack of his keyboard. And the reason they can hear as well is it's not just a normal keyboard. This guy's a goose. So he's had to have a massive keyboard made so that he can slap it with his massive flippers. <laughs> we have a brilliant scene, uh, much like the scene from... Um, uh, in in chocolate, where he goes in, he goes kind of furiously smashing this chocolate apart and then eating it all. Um, we have a scene where he just starts out typing and then just like is hearing so many stories that he's just like going absolutely crazy yeah. with his flippers and just smashing all these, uh, smashing this typewriter left, right, and center. Yeah, and he's got another uh, on either side of him. He's got more typewriters that he's doing with his wings, <laughs> and he's got another one here that he's doing with his beak. <laughs> 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 and the whole the whole town is go is getting maddened by this echoing yeah. recursive sound of the uh, of of the clicking and clacking to the point where nobody can speak anymore because you know it's that kind of thing where you get that feedback loop if you if someone like um, if you hear your voice just straight after you've said it you know uh, when you like oh yeah um, and you can't if you've got mic monitoring on it just kind of screws you the yes. brain 
Yes. Yeah. So that's happening, but with this tipping, uh, clacking, and typing. And they're gonna um, they're gonna start to because they won't know at first it's a keyboard, a typewriter even. So they'll they'll be a local story that they think that like some kind of monster or machine or army of skeletons is descending on the town. <laughs> yes. And those rumors become the stories that he's writing because people talk about yeah. what it what the noise could be. So it starts to be that the stories are about him writing these stories in a weird way. Yes. And then, and then actual skeletons yes. come into town. No one, no one can hear them coming because they're under the perfect yeah. cover. Everyone finds the out what the keyboard skeletons that have been is. waiting on the hill yeah. for their time. Yep. The skeletons don't come out of the hill. They come out of the sea. <laughs> uh. We've been we've been waiting, but like we're we're too loud. Uh, our skeleton army is too loud yeah. to, to come in. We've got to wait until there's there's something that can mask our approach. Yeah, the skeleton leader has been saying like, no, we need to wait until there's a sound that's just like thousands of skeletons walking, and all the other skeletons so are like got this shell in the town, <laughs> <laughs> and he's also broadcasting the sound to this skeleton town down in the sea. That's the, the one in the sea. Yes, I get it. Yeah. and so all the other skeletons have been going like, this is. A stupid plan there's never going to be a noise like thousands of skeletons descending on the town and then on this one date there is and their and their leader whose name is skeleton general goes like aha <laughs> i told you i told you all but you thought i was mad yeah well uh, listen the, their their leader or their advisor is danny devito the hermit crab who yeah. set all this emotion ah, absolutely yep He's yep. an insider. He mm, somehow was... he somehow foresaw that if there was <laughs> <laughs> because fairy tales, Dave. Because if, fairy tales. If there was a shell in the sea and a shell belonging to a goose who likes to tell stories, then eventually there would be a noise that could mask a thousand skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> and and what are crabs if not a collection of bones? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are crabs if not a collection of bones? What are crabs? What are crabs? I've never bones. seen one. Nobody just, knows. No, no, just just human remains that have collectively joined together to make a sentient crab. Is that what crabs are? Wow, I'm never going to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating. It's it's uh, it's it's wonderful. Uh, right, so that was well, Big Brother Goose. All <laughs> uh, right. So from Rosemary Hughes, we've got seven landlords. Oh, for seven brothers. Uh, that's what I thought as well. Seven landlords for seven brothers. <laughs> Okay, seven landlords. So I, I guess that this is also a play on like the seven dwarves, right? The um, I'm, uh, I'm guessing so. Yeah. So imagine if 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 Snow White came to a clearing in the forest, and <laughs> uh, and she's got nowhere else to go, old Snow White. She's lost. Mm. So instead of being welcomed in to uh, uh, it, it be welcomed into this this house that hasn't got much space, but it's you know uh, it's, it's a, a dysfunctional sort of family. Um, instead, she has seven separate people vying to allow her to pay them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the way that the, in the way that the actual Snow White, when she moves in with the dwarves, immediately she's cooking for them all. It's the similar thing with that. <laughs> this person, this tenant, yeah. moves in, and seven separate landlords are trying to get m- money off her. And if anyone ever like wonders why they like are entitled to this person paying them a load of money. F- all at once even though she's already got the first landlord and like that is considered almost treasonous <laughs> yeah that's what are these landlords called we've got electricity yeah um damp yeah um 
what else? Those are the things you pay for when you're renting. You sign up for electricity well, yeah, and damp. Exactly. Well, these are the things that could go wrong with the property that it's disputable whether it's you caused the damage. Okay, so or uh, does does mold come under damp? It kind of does, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, what about overcrowdy? Overcrowdy. Um, Over- <laughs> uh, what's that word for when cracks appear in the like corners between the wall and the ceiling? Sub- subsidence oh. is that uh, lock? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know someone who yeah. uh, like just the other day. I say no. I can't remember who it was, so I probably just followed them on Twitter. But who just the other day, uh, someone in their flat got locked in their bedroom simply because the bedroom door. And let this be a lesson to everyone hearing this. Just decided to be locked. That is a thing that do- that doors without locks can do. It happened to me one day. I came home from just being out and I couldn't get into fully half of the flat because one of the doors was locked now. Because what can happen is that the little metal tooth can just disconnect from the handle and it can't now be removed. And it doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter if you use a screwdriver, there's nothing you can do about it. I had to call in locksmiths and they had to dismantle the entire door and replace it completely. And I couldn't do that. I was I was using a screwdriver. I got the handle off and was using a screwdriver, and it still wouldn't open. I don't know how they did wow. it. They got in the side and unclasped something somehow. I don't know how they did it, but I now sleep with the bedroom door wedged open. <laughs> Jeez. I, I would have loved them just to come in with a credit card and just I know. swipe. I know. No, the, no, I tried that. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like it does in the films. No. Sadly not. Yeah. Have we got seven now? I think Furniture. so. <laughs> Furniture. Yeah. What, what about furniture? What happens to it? The last one's called Ikea. Oh, wait, no. Actually, I speak as someone whose furniture has attacked them as a renter. The two full sofas, which came with the flat, have just huh? broken underneath our asses as we sat on them with loud bangs uh, because the, the sort of the metal springs in them are just kind of dying snapped yeah. apart yeah. and then you sink down into the sofa so yeah that can happen exactly it's a really regular thing to uh to to rent out a place as furnished and, and chuck another 150 yeah. quid on the uh, on the rent yeah. um uh just ju- and just furnish it with the cheapest stuff you can possibly yeah. find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so all, all these what? all these landlords have a different aspect of the house well hang on there's one all wanting to get money off of one final landlord i want to add and i don't know if we have to like replace an, a landlord we've already come up with but I, I want to i want to include this landlord because it's I think the overarching fear of uh, of renting a flat, certainly my overarching fear, uh, and this landlord is called just the whole building just collapses one day. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see him very often. No. It's no, basically no. six it's basically six landlords and then they talk about the seven. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the looming threat yeah. of uh, of this story. Um, we also have an old lady who comes around to give her an apple just to feed her because she's yeah. paying paying <laughs> so much rent. Well, she's she comes around to help, but the landlords are always like putting up notices and gates and stuff to stop her from helping. <laughs> yes, and and so okay, so she ends up. So we've got this kind of like almost dystopian situation. Almost, where yeah, almost. She, yeah, almost. She, well, I mean, we're, we're halfway okay, there to dystopian. Only, <laughs> only almost because it's not really a society. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, we not only really a have thing that we only have eight characters. I don't think you can call that dystopian. <laughs> um, it's not a topia at all. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but like we've got this situation where she turns up in this place they tell her that this place is theirs and that if she wants to survive in these woods yeah. she's gonna have to work for it yeah and if right? she doesn't want it's- to work for it she's welcome to just sleep in the woods but then she turns around and the woods have got all these anti-homeless spikes everywhere <laughs> yes or anti-homeless they, they put, anti-homeless thorn bushes yeah they put yeah. bear traps all through the woods yeah um, and, and so they send her to work down a mine oh yeah so she has to sing the hi ho hi ho song. Yeah. We still have that sort of situation. Yeah. She has to work down a mine, and it's 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 horrible down there. And th- there's a whole like farmer duck situation where she comes back with all these gems and jewels, and these these landlords are just being like, "Good, uh, good haul today." Oh, oh yeah, there should be that one one landlord who pretends that like um, pretends that they're friendly, right? Mm. Even though they're just sort of like accruing wealth, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they should. They let, let's. That one's played by I want to say Martin Freeman. Sure, yeah, right? he could pull Martin that off, Freeman yeah. is, is 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 like uh, hiya. Uh, just um, <laughs> I've I've brought you by a uh, a, a cup. We had a few uh, of these artisan cakes delivered, uh, so we've brought you a slice. Uh, I, I've brought you a slice down. Um, but so, I ate uh, half of it on the way down. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> anyway, um, or I've just uh, I've just upgraded my TV, um, so I've brought you my old one. If that's uh, just I mean, so this, you can have this, one in your this room is meant now. to be satirical, but I don't know. I, I feel like I would like my landlord to bring me cakes and televisions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's the fact that they are <laughs> they are basically like. They they like to think that he likes to think that he is yeah. a positive force and he's the nice one, mm. even though he is keeping her in like this horrendous situation. Sure. Um, mm. And so yes, you would like your n- landlord to be nice, but you would rather not have a landlord. Mm. Uh, <laughs> even so, better like, than that, yeah. yeah. And so like I I think at some point the old lady the, the old lady that comes by I'm thinking this of this in terms of, of Knives Out right like where the old lady is essentially uh, Daniel Craig in Knives Out he she comes in to smash apart this like this uh, kind of oligarchy that they have set up and mm. to like interrogate them and uh, and to sort of like figure out what's going on I don't know what the plot is of this though I don't know what the plot is about of several landlords I've hmm. I, I, Maybe. I think it is just that, like that this old lady comes in and they're like, "Wait, hang on, hang on, she's she's richer than us. She lives in a castle, <laughs> and uh, and and she's there to come in and and destroy. She gives them all apples and stuff, and they all die." <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, the the kind of plot in general is is that um, Snow White keeps moving from house to house, right? She yeah. keeps saying, "Oh, this is rubbish. I hate this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're. This is a terrible house. I'm going to uh, to live somewhere else. Mm. And the only other places to live are other other landlords yeah. who are yeah. who are just sat there, like, hey, want to live here? Right. One of them's yeah. got three bears living in it. Yes, it's, it's one of them's a got crossover. one of them's got their houses made of stick. Another one's made out of straw. <laughs> no, yeah. whatever the other ones are. <laughs> what are the three pigs' houses made of? Stick, straw, and bricks. Straw and bricks. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, one of them's uh, made out of sweets. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, and it's it's got an evil witch who's trying to cook her because she can't make rent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I think yeah. Uh, as as Snow White's there for a while, she sees the other houses being filled up by other fant- like mm. fairy tale characters, mm. and eventually, like when the old old woman comes by. 
um, she she gives her an apple. She's like, "Where's this from? This isn't this isn't from the town shop that we that like we're able to buy from because of the wages we get, uh, the tokens we get paid in." Yeah. Um, and she says, "It's a it's a it's an apple from a tree," and she's like, "The trees, they're full of bear traps." <laughs> And she's like, not all of them. <laughs> and and so and uh, uh, Snow White, with this new seed of doubt, uh, leads a uh, a revolution against the uh, against the landlords. Yeah. Speaking of knives out, Anna de Armas would be a great cast for Snow White. Yeah. Yeah. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Just looking at pictures of her now, I'm just like, I'm surprised she's not been cast as Snow White in a modern day adaptation of Snow White in which she has to kill some landlords. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why has that never happened? Yeah, yeah, why has that never happened? Hollywood! <laughs> yeah, we're looking at you, Hollywood. All right, so those are all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week, the first week of Halloween month. But we've not asked for horror films, so we're just making do. <laughs> some spooky stuff in there, right? We had some skeletons come out of the sea. We did. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was uh, that was spooky, <coughs> spooky skeleton men. Just uh, just strong strong arming Matt into putting that one into the actual episode. <laughs> that's fine that was going to be used anyway fair enough fair enough that's a, that's a good shout um, so yeah uh, you can remember you can get in touch with us on facebook.com forward slash life's a bitch podcast and twitter at life's a pitch show as well so shall we continue with our final major pitch this week which is from my waste of talent and that is don't look at me while I'm stealing stuff the reason this has such big um fairy tale energy for me Mm. is because i think that like being uh hidden or being invisible or not or getting away with things when someone when no one is looking like Mm. those things that are having a manifestation right like you you know you you go to do a heist and it's like there's all there's always a scene where like someone's like well i can't do it while you're looking you know, yeah. I can go can go yeah. invisible while nobody's looking, and it's like a it's a fun sort of. Um... It's got it's got Emperor's New Clothes kind of vibe, kind yeah. of kind of thing. Like obviously, so, something he's wearing an invisibility invisibility cloak that only acts if he's saying no, don't look at me, don't look at me, and he's just <laughs> putting like milk and and biscuits and and stuff. He's in a convenience <laughs> store, and he's just going no, don't look at me. Don't look at me. But we can go. We can go to another place with it if you like. We're going to have to go somewhere with it because I believe that is a character from a popular film already. <laughs> that is, isn't that one of the mystery men? There's a guy whose power is he can turn invisible, but only if no one's looking. Oh yeah, yeah. So it is. Yeah, you'll get. I you'll forgot get that tweets. movie existed. We'll get tweets if we run with that one. As <laughs> we the main will premise. get tweets, won't we? Yeah. Um, uh, I, f- I completely forgot that that movie existed. That's got a. Uh, uh, is that? Is it Nicolas Cage as a bowling ball in that or something? I have no idea. God, I, <laughs> I, I, someone, someone is a bowling ball, but I couldn't tell you who. Well, I like the idea of Nicolas Cage playing a bowling ball in this movie as well. <laughs> yeah. So let's say so we're just doing Mystery Men. <laughs> um, so don't look at me while I'm stealing stuff. Okay. Um, could this then be a a uh, the kind of thing where you manifest like telling people not to look at you is good enough, right? 
<laughs> where like where you say, "Hey, hey, what are you looking at me?" Like you, someone walks into a into a in, like into a market. And yeah. then, like they're they they ostensibly they're they're looking like really raggedy, like a thief. Mm. They got a bandana on. They've yeah. got like a mask. And then um, they're just standing there in front. Of, they're standing there in front of the market stall. And then the 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 the, the, uh, the person behind the market stall is like watching them, like obviously because they're looking super super sus. Uh, and and they're just like, <laughs> what are you looking at? Stop looking at me. And they're like. Oh, uh, sorry. And then they just do steal all the stuff so that this they is were going to steal. I, this I, is a... I think you, uh, I, I think you sort of got the inclination on there. It's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> don't, don't look at me. Well, yeah. This is a, this is a burglar who's uh, who, and because it's a fairy tale, maybe they've wished to get powers of persuasion, and all they want to do with it is burgle places. So they're just like, don't look, don't look, and nobody, <laughs> nobody does. That's the, the, oh, okay. It's someone who's made a wish. And it's one of those ones where the wish is like not what they actually wished. It's because it's just the letter of the law. The wish is literally what they asked for. Wish, yeah. And mm. so now all they can do is make people not look at them. But they're clever. This guy has figured out, okay, well, I'll make people not look at me while I steal stuff then. And yeah. I can get through life stealing everything I need. And I'll get away scot-free all the time. And that's yeah. how he's okay, using McGregor. So we open this movie yeah. outside of a kind of Cave of Wonders-esque entrance, yeah. right? Yeah. Like uh, the, the, the wishing cave, mm-hmm. right? And um, we see... Who, who are we starring here? Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, okay. Ewan McGregor has just seen two skeletons stumble out, right? <laughs> and, and, and crash to the ground, right? Uh, sm- smoldering, right? Yeah. And he's like taking notes and he's like right they asked to be uh like i don't know they asked to be made to be made to bones (laughs) no they asked they asked asked to be super hot and bone all the time right uh classic mistake that was a that was a jump matt that was (laughs) hey he's he's like he's got a notepad he's been watching these people from the bushes (laughs) And he's like, okay, their plan was to... to... I want to be super hot and bone all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the genie's like, okay. <laughs> and just and burns, burns them their to bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, classic mistake. Classic mistake. That's um, the fifth guy this week that's asked <laughs> exactly. for that. That's, I think that's how we open this, we open this thing, which is like, <laughs> you McGregor... Uh, taking notes and being really smart about the letter of the law of yeah. his wish stuff, right? Yeah. <sighs> so he comes up with this, this because he's clever. We, we, we're framing him as this clever thief. So he's a he's trained as a lawyer because yeah. he knows how oh, to exactly yes. word things to be impenetrable. Like, imp, like you can't. What's the word for that in law? Like the wording is perfect, so you can't change it. And there's no loopholes. Yeah, there's no loopholes or anything. Now, although now I've brought that up, I don't know why a lawyer would also just be a petty thief. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I mean, maybe maybe you can <laughs> make lawyering him... not not much money in it. You know, there isn't famously. No. Yeah. Maybe we can make him um, like eventually, like he gets sought out by a lawyer, mm-hmm. right? Like the only man to ever have ever to maybe... have beaten this genie. Or maybe he should have been a lawyer. Oh, like, well, this like, is it. How yeah. about he just 
hires a lawyer to help him write the perfect wish. And ah. that's, that's, there's your premise. It's this buddy comedy between this, this, a, th- a thief and a lawyer. They, it's a buddy <laughs> comedy. There you go. Okay, okay. So he's, he's, he, like, he's smart, but he's not law smart, right? Yeah. He's smart, mm. but he's not, um, he's, he's not good at writing this all down. So he's watching these people. He's, he's doing the Jafar thing, right? Yeah. Standing outside the Cave of Wonders and saying, hey, by the way, this cave grants you wishes. And mm. every time he notes down what wish not to make. Yeah. But then he's like, this is getting me nowhere because every wish I've tried, like every wish I've sent someone in to make has just burned them to death or sent them... Like- right. And just to make it a twist, a little bit of a twist on... So, so it's not exactly D- Jafar. He is actually... It is his actual job to do this. He is hired by the genie or whoever's in the cave, right? Okay. To stand outside, write down what the wish is. They're like, okay, so uh, what's your name and what's your wish? And then he writes it down, sends it to the genie for examination so the genie can get the magic ready or whatever. So he... Because that's part... That's just a job this genie requires someone to do. He's... He gets to read all the wishes and sees what the effect of them is and he's like oh i see what the genie did there because he knows word for word what the wish was so he's naturally going hmm hmm and the reason that's his job he's the first person who went in the cave and touched the forbidden treasure so the genie's like right now you're cursed to ever your job now is to your penance is you've got to stand outside and be my assistant and get this stuff written down so he's like right one day i'm gonna get this genie back i'm gonna get the perfect (laughs) wish yeah Yeah, like so who's playing the genie oh Uh, john goodman John, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, he, and the genie, is the, the genie is the villain of the piece, okay? Yeah. Um, for sure. So here's, here's my pitch, right? Okay. Everything that's, that you've just said is true, Dave. Thank you. But the, the bit where the, he's taking notes and stuff, that part is after he goes and gets the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the collective plan, right. is to take those notes. Right. What he has been doing is just... the genie, John Goodman has just um, uh, employed him to go into town whisper to them get get arrested go into jail and and that sort yeah. of thing and 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 say you know there's a, a cave of wonder um, <laughs> he does the whole jafar thing yeah like, yeah he does like, like beat for beat <laughs> like we get to play on that you know he he'll be somewhere else like he'll go into he'll go into a tavern and an old man he'll he'll dress up as an old man tell a story about the the, the genie to a load of youths and one of them will take it seriously mm-hmm. and they'll yeah. go out and then he'll and then because the genie needs what like just likes to kill people right yeah. he because he he wants to punish people who have that greed mm. who who or even just want to get the treasure right and most of the people who are who who is killing are poor right they're, yeah. they're people who- so he's the guardian the genie is the guardian of this ancient treasure so that's why yeah. when you if you touch the treasure that's you're done for anyway but yeah. even the it, the whole thing is fake just getting through the treasure getting to the lamp getting the genie that's fake as well you still are the whole thing is that you are going to get wrecked if you go in this cave at all the genie is just going to do it with a sense of humor by taking your wish literally and doing something horrible to you yeah um so and and it is uh and i've forgotten who we cast as the main character the, the thief here uh, ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor so it's ewan mcgregor's whole arc to try and contrive a way that he can steal that treasure yeah right he's gonna bring down john goodman yep and uh, and steal that treasure and he's gonna need a lawyer to do the it the only way to do it is within the letter of the law within the letter yes. of the law l-o-r-e and so, so he I like how 
I like how you and McGregor and everyone is dressed in like Aladdin garb, and I've just realised how whitewashed we've made this film. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, we, ne- we, we never said that they no, were dressed. Not, in no, you've garb. just imagined that they're dressed. As in the my mind, in it is. Oh well, uh, right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> they, I've, I've just been imagining them in, in, a, in a sort of um, in uh, the American the, the South. Latest the latest Robin Hood sort of like yeah. weirdly modern medieval gear. <laughs> well, I, I quite like it being set in the American South. Yeah, that's sure. Fairy yeah. tale, isn't it? You can genie. do some fairy tales there. Yeah, yeah, and um, oh, Princess and the Frog. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah, and so he gets uh, Kristen Wiig dressed in a full suit uh, to come and to come and take down notes. For everyone, there's a lot of note taking going on. Yeah. In the, well, that's in what that's film. what happens I mean, with the law. I mean, yeah. to be fair, when you say when you when you say that, what we've described is the same scene three times. <laughs> like we only need one one montage of note taking here. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're doing we're doing what the room did for sex scenes. What note taking does. So in the first five minutes of the film, we've got five we've got three scenes of note taking that is not needed we only need the one but we're putting three in there because we bloody love note taking scenes yep no i can't i can't dispute that yep we do love note taking scenes um and so (laughs) they think they've got an airtight plan right and they say okay we're gonna do this so cut to uh, Ewan McGregor outside the genie's uh, place and he, he reads this uh, airtight thing it's like I want to be able to make people not able to see me or you know and, and it's gonna but it's it's not that it is uh, it takes him an hour and a half to read this <laughs> this wish yeah right yeah um, uh, and clause A I want to. I want people to see me at a normal time yeah and, and, it's, and it has to be like because it's legal and because it's a wish it's all essentially one run-on sentence because he can't risk yes one of the things the lawyer said is they can't risk the genie essentially thinking you've finished and doing the spell before you finish so it's like yeah in the following wish where wherein the following conditions <laughs> can and sell shall be met such as a i uh, you know and then i i yes. and then i i i you and i you and mcgregor hitherto known as the wish receiver yeah. so so uh, here's the thing you and mcgregor's already made his wish he can't get in there but Kristen wig the lawyer uh, can make the wish for him about him and one of the clauses <laughs> of the like law l-o-r-e of wishing <laughs> is that wishing for someone else is inherently safer there are less restrictions on wishing for someone else than there are of wishing for yourself right yeah so things like I wish X was dead is more likely to in- end up with your intended outcome than uh, I wish, you know, like I wish I was an emperor. Um, mm. Well, no, the so- reason no, the reason for it is because the genie wants to allow or like wants to provide the ability for people to wish nice things for other people. So it's like, yes. you know, oh, I wish happiness for this other person. That's the secret. That's the wish you should make. But because of that yeah. loophole, because this is a lawyer who knows about loopholes, she can make the wish for this other guy. And I think, and I think you know, leaning into that idea that genies have to obey, uh, abide by the law, John Goodman, because I, I want to frame him as the villain here, yeah. he's kind of gone sour, sour on that, right? He has never, never tried to make a nice wish for another person. He doesn't think that's possible. He just thinks, it's, oh, you know humans never do that i'm going to corrupt every wish mm-hmm. yeah. um, but but genies um are supposed to 
you know, the the law is tighter on what genies are allowed to do to people when they're wishing in a giving way. Yeah. So, of course, Kristen Wiig makes her wish and she does this because she's the lawyer. And again, I want I want it to be the monologue to be Kristen Wiig's here because it makes sense that her power is talking for a long period of time. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, like she's able to read this entire thing without taking a breath she's you know able able to do this like hour and a half of wishing um and eventually yeah like you, you see john goodman just furious just just furious and like he's he's there and you get like the the kind of robin williams genie moment where he magics a pair of glasses and he's like <laughs> give me that and he like starts reading through it and and like uh, typing some stuff up on a typewriter and and like uh, calculating stuff up. He's got an abacus out um, and he's 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 completely furious about it. And he's like, "All right, here's the best I can do for you or to you." Uh, <laughs> and uh, he he uh, makes it so that like he can tell people not to see him at yeah. which point he's able to uh, basically shout at John Goodman until he goes back in his lamp uh, and then like he's like because uh, if he stands really close to John Goodman and just says don't look at me don't look at me John Goodman can't help it because he just yeah. keeps going bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually chases John Goodman back into a lamp uh, and, and is able to take the treasure so the moral of this story is Ironing out the, <laughs> the moral the, is the uh... loopholes in <laughs> ironing out the loopholes in in any sort of in any sort of law making will allow you to trick your way through anything. Yes, right? I think, I think uh, John Goodman was not a an honest arbiter of the law in that case. Yeah, right. So, like, using the letter of the law to be uh, a a a bad interpretation of the law, yeah. right? I think I think I think we're at a point where Ewan McGregor then goes off and steals stuff. Yeah. And then Kristen Wiig has to um, has to go up against him. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good idea. In and court. she's and so and so like, tale story. So so yeah. And so like he's in court. <laughs> We've she's got a lot of taking him. and court. <laughs> battles in this, in this fairy tale horror story <laughs> i love it because what it means is that he's able he's he's bullying people right at this point he's like don't look at me don't look at me don't look at me and then he stabs him right yeah uh, like he can do whatever he wants he's gone crazy um the he's gone mad with power okay she then gets him she's the prosecution of his trial like yeah. um he's eventually caught somehow um in a big pit trap or something um, and then they have to build a courthouse around the pit trap because every time they try and move him he, he like yeah. he uh, does that he um, just uses his power to get out so then um, like she's in, in prosecution or in the prosecution of, of uh, Ewan McGregor here and then he's like don't look at me uh, and she's like I'm not technically looking at you. I'm looking at this mirror. And sort of like oh. slowly she starts like breaking down the like lawyering out his not look at don't look at me things. He's telling people to do things and she's able to technically say that she, well, she's and not I feel doing as it. if you can do a whole trial against someone without looking at them because you're looking you're addressing the judge and the jury, aren't you? Mm. So you don't you're not really talking to the person. So that's actually yeah, you can put someone on trial and not look at them. 
and the judge looks suspiciously like a non-blue John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the bottom of him isn't a wisp now, it's a pair of floppy yeah. trousers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With no feet, no no shoes. It's just just <laughs> just limp trousers. <laughs> in fact, in fact, <laughs> all of him is a pair of floppy trousers. <laughs> <laughs> the whole judge's floppy of... trousers up to his chest. It's like... not even. It's not even John Goodman. It's just a pair of floppy trousers. <laughs> it's a pair of floppy floppy trousers that we've 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 uh, just put some seen, glasses like, on. We we just we've just like uh, superimposed John Goodman's face on, <laughs> and the fly opens and it, it talks. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's got the wig on top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, what, just wig? sat on this on this judge's chair. His <laughs> floppy trousers and glasses and a wig. And the fly opens when it when it wants to speak. One of the legs comes up and grabs the little gavel and bangs it. <laughs> what a fucking physical puppet that would be. <laughs> and it's not and also, there's absolutely no purpose to it in the story at all. There's no reason why the genie would have ever turned himself into a pair of trousers. So I move that at any point in any film we can just replace one of the cast with a pair of trousers. <laughs> floppy trousers. Yeah, why not? Yeah. We can oh, do that. It's the floppy trousers rule. Now that we've got the... now that we've established a precedent for this, at any time in any <laughs> film we pitch, someone can be a pair of trousers. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Do you know? Do you know why he? Um, uh, why, why he's a pair of trousers? No, I don't it's know. Because, it's because it's because when he got back to the the the, the tribunal of genies, yeah, uh, they're like, we are stripping you of the right to be a genie. Oh, and then he's like, can I be can a, I pair be of a little bit genie? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so, how does this how does this end? Does it end with you and McGregor being banged up in court? <laughs> Just, well, I think it ends with the, I think it ends with him being found guilty because he's done loads of stuff. He's constantly stealing stuff. Apparently, he's been stabbing people when they weren't looking. Uh, all sorts oh, yeah. of stuff like that. But he so he gets found guilty. He is you know slapped in irons and he's taken out the door and then. They never see him again because, of course, as soon as he's out of court, he just goes, "Don't look at me," and he's <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, he's just I guess. gone. And then yeah, he's he's not allowed round that uh, southern states town again. Well, no. But in well, in who some knows? ways, but who knows in some if he's ways, there? A moral victory. He might for, uh, he might be there. He might be anywhere. He might be in this room yeah. right now. Going. Well, I mean, people we... remember they've seen him. He's not like like oh. the silence from Doctor <laughs> Who, he, like. <laughs> Like, oh well, I can't look at him now. I don't know. I've just turned around. I don't know what he's doing, but I can't. I can't look at him. Yeah, yeah, you got a point there, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I can hear so him. So he's got to go to another town and just just do things, but just calm it down. The, what the thing he does that most annoys me is when he walks up to me, goes, "Don't look at me." So I turn around, and then he runs round and round in a ring around me really fast, and I have to. I end up spinning round <laughs> and round on the spot. <laughs> And then you get those those little uh, stars above your head, yeah. and uh, yeah. you get really dizzy. <laughs> yeah. And then you fall over, and he's gone. He's gone. Um, yeah. No, that's. I mean, that that's that is a set piece we use in the film. Yeah. Um. Before we 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 he actually because the end of the film has to be Kristen Wiig winning out over Hugh McGregor here. Oh wait! And what is? I just thought is, of something amazing that he could do. What if he says yeah. to someone, "Don't look at me," and then the person looks away, but he's set up a whole ring 
of photos of him in all directions, and the person just like explodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he kills people. Yeah. That's, where, that's during the, the point at which he's gone mad with power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, but, uh, I really yeah, like. I, think... I really like starting it with that, and then cutting back to him meeting the genie for the first yeah, time. Sure. Like it's. It's a weird David Fincher movie, I think, this. It's, uh, yes. it's a spooky spooky sort of seven kind of uh, element to it, if, if yeah. that's the case. I think I think what it is is, like, we, we frame this very much as um, a... Almost like, you know, like, the prestige or whatever? Like, these kind of, like... Um, you know that you the character who you are supporting, in a way, mm. is, is Kristen Wiig, but... We keep getting like, okay, you, she can trust you and McGregor because she's working to take. To, they're, they're working to take down John Goodman, the bad man, and then you and McGregor turns out to be the bad man. So now that yeah. Kirsten Wig mm. has to try and bring mm. him down, and it's like she That's... can trust no one but herself. She comes to kind of like uh, to, to to kind of believe in only herself and not rely on other people. And like, yeah. um, I think I think at the end when she eventually tries him and 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 uh, when she eventually gets that conviction. They just put a lid on that pit trap he's fallen into. <laughs> like they, yeah. he, that's that's jail now for him. They built a courthouse around this thing, and they just put a carpet over the top of it. And <laughs> and no one will out. look at him ever again. No, exactly. exactly. And then the the absolute last shot of the film after we've had that the genie was the villain, but then it turns out that the guy was the villain. So now Kristen Wiig has to learn to believe in herself and battle against him. <laughs> the last scene of the film is just someone we've never seen in the film defeats Kristen Wiig because to them she was the villain. <laughs> yes, and then and then we have um, a after credit scene of uh, a courthouse in 2020 um, as as they're doing renovations and someone an old an old janitor rolls up the carpet and like there's Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, like, like... Jumanji. <laughs> He's rolling up the carpet and then uh, he's like. Oh, can you help me out of here? I'm stuck. And then, uh, like, he hears a voice from below, and he goes, "Sure." And he gets bolt cutters, and he cuts it open. Or, in fact, the cutting open happens first, and then he opens the door of this of this big wood, like this big big metal cage, and then he just hears, "Don't look at me." And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, it's, it uh, sets it up for a cinematic universe of people yeah. who've been genie wished. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those two skeletons are still tottering around. Yeah. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get laid. <laughs> yeah, so th- that was Don't Look at Me While I'm Stealing Stuff. <laughs> I think that could be a good movie in the end. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, My Waste of Talent, for that title. I hope you enjoyed it and hope everyone else listening has enjoyed uh, that film pitch from us for the start of Halloween Horror Month. If you have enjoyed it, well, I have a few recommendations to you, but um, the first one is going to be to go and check out Dave's work. Thank you for coming on the show again, Dave. That's all right. Um, where can people find you if they would like to find more of you? I have all sorts of things that I do that they can look at. Uh, most regular of which is Sonic the Comic the Podcast, a two-weekly or fortnightly podcast about what it was like to be a young child in the 90s when games were new and Woolworths was still open and <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog was new. And it's a we go through the comic, Sonic the Comic, the British one, which also has other Sega games in it, comic in comic form, and it has like tips and reviews and things. So we find out about what games were coming out in those days, and uh, it's all nostalgic, and I think you'll quite like it. 
Uh, that's what I do. That's called Sonic the Comic the Podcast, and you can find it by looking. But I have another podcast called Serious Disney, which is about the Disney films that they keep making, where they remake old Disney films, and they will not stop doing that, even though, you know, nobody seems to want them to do it, except with their money, in which case everyone puts their money towards them doing it, and it's this really baffling situation. So we do proper deep dives into each of those films and really actually take them seriously. We don't just, like, go, it's bad because it's trendy to say it's bad. No, we watch the film, really think about it, and if it's bad, we'll say it's bad. That's called Serious Disney, and you can find that by looking for it. Otherwise, I'm Demon Tomato Dave on places like Twitter and YouTube and Twitch. If you have enjoyed it uh, by virtue of the podcast in general, then please, we would uh, invite you to go over to our, our SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast, or just subscribe, listen to the rest of the episodes. There are loads of episodes um, with Dave on. We have a playlist which has Stacks. pretty much, yeah, every every episode we've ever done with Dave um, is, is on that playlist. And uh, if you want to keep it going, then uh, I would uh, invite you to tell your friends because we uh, we don't have marketing a marketing budget. We don't have like a big network helping us out and promote it. It's pretty much just you guys uh, telling your friends that uh, that helps to spread the podcast. And we really appreciate it when you do. Um, and of course, if you want to help us out financially, there's the Patreon, which is at patreon.com forward slash Life's Pitch Podcast. You get a bunch of cool stuff over there. You get you can get an extra pitch every single week. Uh, but most importantly, of course, you get your name read out every week. And uh, with that, I will crack into the uh, the patron names here. Um, that is Brandon Spanky Mills Ross Originals Does nobody find it odd that a dragon targeted whales? Jeremy Elkayam <laughs> Stephen D. Thomas Fingers to hand Mr. Beakfast joining Husk Dawn has ruined your polling figures James Delaney Brondra is the new naming policy really going to save the economy? I'm sorry Paulvin but my heart belongs to wheat bisque husks Brent Black BP Beans BP Sobs the Bisque Council would like to apologise for the lack of news, but we've all got the big snooze. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. The serial dragon of Wales has been Tom McGrath all along. Joseph Hegarty. Prime Minister, you can have your cat back when you fix the economy. S.R. Howell. I suppose with hindsight, Newcastle was fine, Petvis. Alex NSFW. Embisculation seems to have shielded Carl from the name jumbler. Curious. Nikki. Glemule, I need you to create some kind of bisque-related drama. Prime Minister, the flooding the Thames with milk might just have saved the bisconomy. Eden MW <laughs> and Malvis house prices are still out of whack. Thank you to everyone in uh, in on our patron uh, Patreon, who's of course those are their real names. But if you hypothetically wanted to join the Patreon, um, you could put in any name you wanted. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, uh, thank you to all of those people. Um, you you really do help us uh, keep going. So we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Awards. This is an award we've given <laughs> out to someone who's given us a title based around an existing title that's just had a little bit of fun with it. So uh, this week goes to The Noid Culture, which is a podcast I'm a part of, which is uh, just an improvised, Ooh. fun pop culture chatty podcast which is <laughs> which is pop culture in an alternate universe which is uh, very weird i play a character I that throws up quite a bit i um, add it to my podcast list right now the title they've given us is the shoe and the elf makers uh, i get it yeah. yeah it's very clever yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so until next week i've been tom McGrath. i've been matt turner i've been dave bulmer remember who pitched it <laughs>